And welcome to Civil Discourse. I'm Jamie Wojciechowski. And I'm Marilyn Brown. And today we are discussing two things. We're discussing um, political satire and comedy and Heineken's new, I guess, politically driven uh, commercial coming right off the back of um, a very popular soda company's um, failed <laughs> um, commercial. But uh, I want to start first with um, the political satire. The reason I wanted to discuss this is because it's often um, uh, a surprising debate um, amongst me and my more progressive um, friends mm-hmm. uh, who, I mean, I think political satire on the left is very similar to what, uh, I guess, political talk shows are on the the right. And I I had a quote to start us off, but the quote is, um, it, it's a little biased, but I, th- I think it's, it's true and it, it points to my kind of, um, I don't want to say issues with political satire, but my, my, my confusion about whether it's uh, mindful or not, or typically used mindfully or not. And the quote is by Jonathan's, Jonathan Swift. And it is, satire is a mirror in which viewers discover everybody's face but their own. Its pleasure is a pleasure of othering. Mm. That's interesting. I know. Do you have any initial thoughts just on the quote? Well, so off the quote, I've, I definitely think that the quote is giving a true perspective that I hadn't really thought of. Um when you said it, it was like, it kind of even made me like uncomfortable in a way that I think is part of what we enjoy so much about political satire and comedy is that there is an othering and it gives us kind of this ability to separate and, and feel, I don't know if the word is better than, but outside of something. Um, and And I also, you know, and so even just that quote itself made me kind of feel like, ooh, (laughs) that's kind of icky and true. Um, And at the same time, I also think that satire, when done really effectively, has a way of allowing us to actually hold up a mirror to ourselves of things that maybe we wouldn't be able to digest if there wasn't some humor um, kind of surrounding it. And so, yeah, so that's, so I think for me, I'm definitely, you know, of two minds about whether political um comedy satire is actually mindful or not. I think that it, you know, I think it can be, and it can also be very, very unmindful, but I, I, I do feel like there's a lot of times where, um, I find myself questioning that when I'm watching certain things of like, is this, is this helping? Right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the, the question for me, because like anything else, it's just uh, political satire is just a, t- a tool and how it's used is really the the Im- important part of, of focus to see if it's helping 
or if it's if it's hurting us as uh, a society really because of its its prominence mm-hmm. um and i think i think that's the the, the thing for me is um if you actually google um the the psychology of political satire there are and I, I was actually shocked by how many psychologists have decided to write about mm-hmm. um, their kind of op- opinions of mm-hmm. political satire. And what kind of stuck out to me as, as a, a, a common thread is um, is kind of, the, well, our start is the, the purpose of comedy. is the, mm-hmm. the, the purpose of comedy is, as opposed to drama, is to make us feel good. It's to make us laugh. It's to kind of um, lighten um, the, the the darkness, if you will. Mm-hmm. And that has uh, two potential effects. It's either going to be a form of self-help um, to get you through the pain, or it's going to numb you. Yes. And that's kind of what I see very often and what there have been studies done and the studies have have shown this that if you are a politically engaged person and you watch political satire or comedy it engages you more it gives you more more energy to be engaged but mm-hmm. if you are not um it numbs you to the the political process or the news or because it's the other part of it is that Really, when you people who consume satire consume the type of satire that um, goes along with their already preconceived ideology, mm-hmm. um, so it's it's numbing the the pain that's directly a, a I don't want to say affecting you, but that you're already I- engaged with. It's not broadening. Um, a, a deeper conversation, which is the other issue I, I have with it, is that it, in order for it to be comedic, it, it's doing two things. It's coming through a comedic lens. So it's only telling you the sides of the story that are comedic. And to do that, it's overly simplifying. So mm-hmm. what I see a lot is, I feel like, I'm comfortable saying this, most people I know have a very overly simplified um idea of of politics um it's very um idealistic and kind of black and white Mm -hmm. in a way and it it's just not it's not based in the, the the reality of the nuance and i think satire often feeds into that because the point of it isn't isn't to inform people it's to be funny right yeah i see what you're saying so so satire reinforces kind of the the black and white thinking and, and the numbing effect because like you said the, the whole point is 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 for comedy and so it it narrows it down to something that is funny but if someone doesn't have enough of an understanding already or an interest in it 
you know, has, you know, is already interested in politics and already has an understanding of how things work to be able to say, okay, this is just satire and they're narrowing it down so much to make it funny, then it can actually numb people out to the realities of what the process is, the impact mm -hmm. of, of things. Yeah, I could definitely see how that can happen and, and, and how the data would support that if you're already somebody who's active and, and politically engaged that satire isn't necessarily going to, um, you know, have that same effect. But if that's all you're consuming, which I think for, I wouldn't, I don't know, you know, I have no data or percentages on this, but I think that there's definitely a fair amount of people who most of how they get their news is through some sort of a sat satirical lens. Um, mm -hmm you know, or at least a, a, a large percentage of it, you know? And when I say large percentage, I mean like half, which I think is a lot, you know? Um, but I definitely feel like that's becoming more of the norm. Um, and so when that happens, I think that we're losing our ability to be mindful about the actual process. Yeah, and I, uh, another thing that I read in a lot of the articles was um, the psychology of the the subtext of making fun of uh, politics specifically but that also goes in, in into the news and all those things is that um for a lot of people what happens is john stewart or wh who whatever it is um is making fun of the the political process the our, our politicians and there it's not just they do it equally when when it's it's warranted but mm -hmm. what that often does to people um based on these psychologists who are dealing with with people and have studied mm -hmm. this is that it subconsciously makes you feel like politics is a joke so then it and if you if you feel and then this is me making it a jump that if someone feels like politics is a joke, they're much l less likely to then engage and vote and and take it seriously on any any level because they think it's a joke. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely I think that yeah, a lot of this I've never really thought about. So it's just kind of like, huh, you know, I could definitely see how that can happen. And I also feel like there is, I don't know, I don't want to just say right now, but I think there's at times a need for humor um, right. as a coping mm -hmm. mechanism, you know? And so, and I feel like there's a lot of that, um, that we're seeing a lot more um, of kind of this collective, like coping around humor in certain ways. And I, I think that, I think that that can be helpful and I think it can be therapeutic, but I also do think that anything that's helpful can also be numbing and can right. also cause us to disengage and can be overused to kind of cause us to, to not really feel or do anything. And so it's difficult to kind of know how much is too much or, or when it's appropriate and when it's not. Um, but I do think that, you know, part of that process of, of, of finding humor um, in difficult times is is something that we're seeing that I think is is 
can be healing for people. Right. And I think, I believe that that is the, the intention of Mm -hmm. the vast majority of the, these comedians. I mean, you, you, they often say that that is why they're doing it in multiple interviews and it, 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 it seems genuine. So I, Mm -hmm. I completely believe that that is what it is. Um, yeah, it's just a hard situation because it, it's like anything else. It's like mindfulness itself. It's it can be used for good or used to to hinder us. And I see it doing doing both. So then, me being me, I I try to figure out. Well, is it doing vastly more of one than mm. the other? And then being being kind of the the analytical person that I am uh you you make jumps and you see kind of connections that you you don't know if it's a, if it's a connection or if it's just because you're looking that you see it like I'm I'm thinking about I, I just the the connection between that and and Donald Trump and not necessarily in his um political stances or anything like that but just in his 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 performance um, the way he kind of um, built his momentum and his his support base, um, a lot of it had to do with his politics, but a lot of it had to do with the the performance he was yes. putting on. And I I mean he admits that that is what it is, and it it was a a performance almost rooted in in satire and in the way. Um, satire portrays um, politicians mm-hmm. so it's just a, it's 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 interesting and I don't I'm not saying that there's there's a connection there I just find it interesting that the way satire consistently portrays politicians is kind of what we 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 got on a on a on a real scale right yeah what actually ended up kind of becoming our reality um yeah, no, I think that I think that that's that that's definitely um, an interesting interesting thing to think about, and I definitely think you know his you know you could kind of see even how he responds you know at rallies kind of to the crowd that that it is it is a performance and it is kind of a, a um, you know he's almost in the way a comedian would kind of get up there and like see what what jokes work and kind of what what things um, are landing with the crowd. And, and yet that's also kind of what we've, that's what we've been consuming. You know, you look at a lot of, a lot of the media that people um, watch, listen to share. There's a lot of kind of um, that type of, of um, media and, and that type of information out there. And so I think, you know, it, it's it's consistent with how we've kind of evolved into you know and our interest in the last you know decade or so or 15 years especially you know with the um with reality tv and and those types of things and so it's like it kind of makes sense that this is our reality and at the same time it's you know how do we go in the other direction how do we start to move away from from this um I don't even know what what the word is I'm looking for, but this, right, and I, yeah, I I think that I mean the 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 answer really is uh, 
mindfulness. If you love po- political satire, um, I mean, I'm just trying to en- engage an interesting conversation. I'm not trying to sway anyone to think that it's like bad and they shouldn't shouldn't watch it. It's about watching it mindfully and seeing it for what it is and, and using it for what it is. The thing that kind of frustrates me sometimes is I will see a lot of um, political debates um, that are fueled by people sharing satire and political comedy to prove their points. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, it just, it's, it's so simplified that it, it, it just, I, I don't even know how to engage in, in that kind of arena, I guess, because it's not an actual argument. It's not m- meant to inform you of, mm-hmm. of what's really going on and the, and the complexities you can, inf- so you can develop your own well-informed opinion. It's there to make you laugh. Right. Um, and as long as people are mindful that that is the purpose and that's what they use it for, then it's 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 useful it is that kind of that that release and that that moment to just not be overwhelmed and and part of self-care but if it's being used as a way to inform yourself or feel like i mean a lot i i've i i see it to be blunt as a way for people to feel superior in a very simple way to the other like the the quote (laughs) that right. we said at the beginning um right it kind of just val- using it that way it's not mindful right yeah it's like using it to kind of just validate your own opinions rather than actually being using it to increase your awareness using it like you said as a as a tool using it as something to to laugh at as a way as an outlet but not um using it as like ammunition against right. conflicting opinions, um, right. you know, but also recognizing, I, I think as we're talking about that, one thing I realized too, is that, you know, people are people and there's always going to be a percentage of that, you know? And so it's like kind of, of realizing fine, you know, just not engaging and, 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 but being able to open people up to another way of, of looking at it. Like, I think that that's why I like that we're talking about this. Cause like you said, it's not, you know, criticizing people and telling people not to watch it. You know, I'm going to continue to watch what I watch and, and, but I'm going to, I think, actually, I know, you know, for sure, just cause we had this discussion, I'm definitely going to be more mindful and, and even just, you know, even being more curious about that discomfort that I sometimes feel when I am watching something that, you know, I might laugh at, but still have that kind of, you know, uncomfortable feeling in my stomach being more curious okay well what what's this about and 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 looking at that as well so um i think that's important for us to do with everything but also recognizing that you know especially with comedy it is going to be it's a, it's a quick kind of easy way to um to to cope or to deflect, you know, it, it's a it's a great tool for a lot of different things, and so unfortunately, yeah. we're going to kind of see all of that. Right. And there was another there was another narrative that I saw a lot that I I actually 
don't think I agree with. Um, and it's not that I don't agree with it. It's the way that um, it was often worded in a lot of the articles I was reading. Um, mm -hmm. And it was that satire discourages discussion and the exchange of ideas. And mm -hmm. what I don't like about it is that almost everyone used some variation of the word discourages. Um, and I, I just think that's, that's, oh, what am I trying to say? Um, it, it doesn't discourage it. It's just, that's not the, the, the point of it. The point of it is to be funny and be kind of an individual thing. It's not meant like I was saying before to be fueled, to argue, um, a, a, very complex point across. So what I would say is on being mindful is just re realizing that, that, mm -hmm. that the purpose of it is really, and, and comedy is to be for you. It's not for you to, um, and engage and, and, mm -hmm. and argue with, with others. Um, right. it, it doesn't, it doesn't, and, and it doesn't when they, when they, pre they're presenting, um, politics through comedic lens as a statement. They're not going deeper to try to start conversations and 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 do those things because that's not the the point. So don't don't try to make it into that. I think that's where things start to go awry is when people try to try to start that conversation using. Um, that that satire right right and i think that's hard too because it's like we're so encouraged to do even that which is very not mindful but you think about facebook and like you know there'll be a clip of you know some political satire that's gone viral and we share it and it's like the whole point of sharing something is that you're starting a conversation about it you know and so it's funny because even as you're describing that i'm like yeah that makes a lot of sense and we're also kind of counter condition to do the opposite and just to share all of these things and start conversations pretty unmindfully, not realizing that each time we share something, we are actually starting a conversation unless you like, you know, close your comments and, you know, whatever. But for the most part, um, even being mindful about that, I think mm -hmm. is, is important because, you know, there's a lot of times where I'll share something cause I just think it's funny and I think it's interesting. And then, you know, a whole conversation, or debate will ensue and I don't even realize that I've, you know, my intention was just, haha, you know, well, look at this. And then, you know, but I'm not, but I'm not being mindful of, of the fact that social media is kind of there to start conversations about these things, mm -hmm. about what you're posting. Right. And I think it's not that there shouldn't be a, a, a conversation. We shouldn't start conversation. It's just that off, what we should be doing is starting a conversation around political satire. What what I see now is that we have debates of people mm -hmm. who have a formed opinion that is unchangeable using satire to support those uh, opinions when right. satire is comedy. It is not fact-based, fully contextualized um, in information. Right. Yeah good point okay so i think that was that was a very good conversation i need to to get that out <laughs> um mm -hmm. uh 
so you watched the the new Heineken commercial? I did. I did okay. watch the new Heineken commercial. Um, so I'll give a, a qu- quick breakdown for anyone who hasn't seen it. Um, uh, one, I, I thought it was great. But basically what, what it was was um, I think three, um, three pairs of people um, who – and I, I don't know if these were actors or if they were actually – um, real people. I don't, for me, it, it, it wouldn't matter. It was just a good commercial. Um, Mm -hmm. but the, the premise was that it was, um, groups of two people who didn't know each other, um, who had to build some kind of a bar. They had to build a bar together and then answer, um, questions that they picked out. I don't know if they were just reading cards or they picked them out of box or what they did, but they Mm -hmm. were, um, I would, I would consider them intimate questions mm-hmm. not controversial questions yeah but they were some, yeah. yeah it was like um kind of ha- discussing how they saw themselves and kind of their growing up and 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 things like that mm-hmm. things that um you wouldn't talk about right off the bat with someone um right. so then after they had talked for a while they have the bar made and they watch a screen where each person has done um, a, a video that they made before um, they had met about uh, a political issue. I think one was climate change, one was feminism, and one was um, being transgendered. Um, and each of these pairs had contrasting views. Um, and they watched the videos of the other person having the contrasting views um, and making the statements um, that they did it smartly that were directly affecting someone who was there. And then at the end, they just had to decide if they wanted to have a beer together and discuss th- those counter views or if they wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was, what was your kind of view and my headset's dying. So I'm going to oh, change okay. this real quick, but. You, you can tell us our view. I'm still paying attention. <laughs> I, I thought it was awesome. Um, I love just how how they set everything up. I think that, like, you know, when I watch a lot of things, um, nowadays I kind of watch them and I'm like, you can tell that somebody who understands, like, human behavior and, and you know, is a researcher in that area kind of consulted on it because even just giving them a task to work on together. They had to build something. They didn't know what they were building. They had to kind of have this collective, um, you know, teamwork on something. And so that was really cool. And I just, I liked how, I liked the questions that they had them ask each other. I think one of the first ones was like, um, describe yourself in five adjectives, something like that. And that really resonates with me. That's something that I've, I've, tried to do in the last couple of years I feel like we oftentimes when we meet people um as adults you know one of the first questions you ask is what do you do um what do you do for a living you know usually we mean what do you do to make money and and you know I really have tried to kind of get away from asking that and and trying to find out more about people when I actually meet them and and ask more um, interesting questions about someone. And so I like that, you know, they gave them this opportunity to share something that, like you said, wasn't like so personal, um, that you wouldn't want to tell a stranger, but just things that you would never even think to share with a brand new person. Um, and 
I think that it just really showed how powerful it is when we connect before we judge, um, you know, and when we allow ourselves to like see each other's humanity and see each other's people rather than just our views or, or our ideas about things that then you can find out things about someone and their views that are maybe challenging, but find a way to still want to engage with that person and to talk with that person and have a conversation because you've connected already and you, you, you have that, that, that empathy, you have that shared humanity rather than just seeing each other as on opposite sides of a view um, or, you know, of an issue. And so I really, I feel like it just really showed, and I, I agree with you that it didn't really matter to me whether it was actors or not, but it just showed that, you know, if we don't have the walls up initially that we can actually get somewhere and, and have a conversation and that that's the important thing. Right. And I think I, I only heard about half of that cause my, my thing went off, but, uh, so if I'm repeating, I apologize, but, uh, what's, what stuck out for me, um, was one, the contrast between the, the, it was Pepsi, right? Or was it Coke? Pepsi. It was Pepsi. Um, th- that commercial and uh, just what I liked about it was that it it was political, but not political. It wasn't making and and some people may disagree with me, but it wasn't making any statement about picking a side on any of these issues. Um, <laughs> people of both sides were were present and there and made a decision together to to come together and, and talk about it um, yeah. and to just learn more about an, another human. Um, and that's the, the first step. Obviously that's not going to, that's not, that's not to say that's the way everything's going to be fixed by people just being just talking and, and whatnot, but right. it, it's a, it's a great first step because I think a lot of our political problems are rooted in in the fact that we don't actually talk about these things in a meaningful and respectful way with people who disagree with us or just have a different worldview. The other thing that I think is interesting is, and I always feel this way when, when this topic is discussed, but one of the topics discussed was feminism mm-hmm. and the... You had, a, you had a very strong feminist and a man who basically said that he felt like feminism was just at this point in a, an attack on men and mm-hmm. meant to take power away away from men. Mm-hmm. And it's that there is about about a word like I'm wondering now if 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 it was real and those people had a, a meaningful conversation, how different actually were their their views because they clearly had two different definitions of what feminism meant. So if you took that word away, would they actually agree on things? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's actually right along the lines of what I was thinking with that too, is that a lot of times when you can have the conversation, what you realize is you're actually saying the same things. They've just labeled it differently. And they've, and, and so being it, because, you know, when they actually talked about it, and she was able to kind of share a little bit about herself and what that means. He's like, yeah, right on, you know, you're like, you're a strong, like confident woman, like that's cool, you know? And I, I support that and realizing like, 
that, you know, I think a lot of how we're kind of conditioned to see the other side is that, um, that, that they're trying to take something away from us, that they're trying to kind of, um, you know, that, that this person having rights means that I'm not going to. And what you realize is that a lot of times people are actually saying the same thing. I remember, um, after the election, one of those kind of roundtable discussions that they had with, um, Trump supporters and Hillary Clinton supporters. And when they actually sat down and were talking through the issues, they wanted the same things, you know, and really had the same kind of concerns and needs, but things were labeled so differently um, that they felt like they were on the complete opposite side. So I really, I think that uh, that commercial really kind of shows the, the, the power in just being able to, again, have that conversation that a lot of times we realize that as humans, we really are wanting um, kind of the same things. Right. And the other, the other thing I think is, is that, that I want to point out is, um, mindfulness in the, those situations, what, what a normal debate looks like from my experience living in America is that someone says something and you interpret it the way you think it should be interpreted instead of, looking for what they're actually trying to say. Um, and I think that was, I don't, I don't think many people, I don't know if people pick up on it for, for, for me, it was jarring, but it wasn't something that was, um, necessarily intentional was the, the, um, pair with the, um, older white man and the transgendered woman. Mm-hmm. Um, ba- basically, um, she, was a transgender woman who easily passed as female and they had spent that time together and he had no clue. And then um, the video came and he was talking about um, how he didn't, I, I, I didn't think he said anything nasty about, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a commercial, so they wouldn't probably put that even if he did, but it was just basically he said um, something along the lines that he thought it was unnatural or something and that yeah. a man should be a man and a woman should be a woman. And then she, he watched the video of um, her um, saying that she, she was trans. And then uh, they did a little like cop out where he goes to leave and then he turns back around and sits down and they talk about it. And he says that um, he grew up, um, being taught that the world was black and white and the older he gets the more he realizes that there's a a a gray period but the thing that that stuck out to me was um the way he said he didn't agree with with being trans was um not necessarily an attack on trans people it was Mm um a, a a declaration of not understanding it. Um, and it could, that can come across as being aggressive or not being, but at the heart of it, that's what he is saying. Right. And the, I, I give a lot of props if, if it was real, um, for the, the woman who stayed, cause she immediately sat down to, um, s- see that in there and, and to know that, um, just, engaging and and meeting that person and and being there could change that person because really all the person was saying that is that he didn't understand it and she was there basically to say 
well, I'm living it. So let me share that understanding to the best of my ability with you. And I think that has the power to really um, change minds and change them very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree. That was that, that duo was kind of one of my favorite um, parts of the commercial. I mean, I loved, I loved the whole commercial. I think it was like four, four and a half minutes or so. Um, and I, I thought the whole thing was great, but that kind of that, that moment between those two really stuck out to me as, as um, an opportunity for growth on his part, because yeah, I, I, like it, it didn't sound malicious. It just sounded like he just really didn't understand and, and had never been expected to or challenged to do so, you know? And I feel like that's how I'm going to say most, cause I think it would be over a majority. I think there's a big group where th this wouldn't happen, but I think that's how the conversation would go with most people of different views because it goes back to what we were saying with with the satire what's kind of happened is the country's become so divided and it's so easy to consume um media of all kinds that instead of challenging us in any way just mm -hmm. reinforce our our biases and yeah. constantly tell us that anyone who disagrees with us is an other it's, it's part of that that othering that you that's where that aggression comes from. But then when you're actually in a situation where that other is no longer the other and is there with you as a human being, that stuff starts to kind of fade away. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, of course there's people who are, um, so hold on so tight to it that mm -hmm. those, the conversation can never happen, um, because they're dealing with their own, their own issues. And until they, get themselves to a place where they're open enough to receive new information, nothing's right. going to happen. But for, <laughs> for the most, the most people, I, I truly believe that engaging with people on a meaningful level that <laughs> disagree with you in a, in a respectful way is going to be good for everyone involved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. So if you guys have not seen the Heineken commercial, definitely check it out. Um, it's there. They have a hashtag for it. It's hashtag open your world. So that was kind of the, that's their campaign that they're doing right now. So hashtag open your world. If you guys haven't watched that commercial yet. And then the homework. Ooh, I have two. One is to watch oh. the commercial. And yes. <laughs> the, the other um, should be, uh, you can either just do your views on the commercial or if you want to kind of dive into the, the satire conversation, um, how you use satire mindfully and that's whether you choose to consume it or not, but how mindfulness can be used and how you approach it in, in, in a mindful way. I like that. Um, All right. And that's, um, again, we have a Facebook group um, where the conversation is ongoing, and that is Mindfulness and Action Civil Discourse. So you can join us there or on Twitter or on our Facebook page at CivilD TV. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Have a good one.